Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Good morning, Tam Tam. It's almost Christmas. Although okay. it's, uh, but when the time people listen to this, Christmas will be over. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what? I've got to tell you, I have gotten right, all of my me. Christmas shopping done. And Who I dare you. And where you put Roxy. Yes. I'm usually the girl that's running out to the stores on yes. Christmas Eve, trying yes. to like get everybody done all that, that same me. night. Right, see? But I did it online this year because of COVID. And oh, I actually, smart. You see? Have it. Yeah, yeah, I did it online this year and actually supported small business in oh, the process good. because they all deliver yes. online. And what did you get See? me? Oh, <laughs> just you win. It better be big. <laughs> just kidding. You don't have to send me anything. No one wants to send me anything in it's, Texas. It's Sean jumping out of a cake, a Christmas cake. Oh, good. Cake. I feel yes. like I see his face all the time. So um, I would prefer another person, another man to jump out of a cake would be really fun and exciting for like that split second. I'm sure he wouldn't be too happy about it, but I'd be like, it's another face I get to see other than yours. <laughs> right. You mix it up a little bit. It's been, it's been good. We're in Texas still mm. in Austin and, um, you know, I did break down for like, I literally thought I was having a nervous breakdown like 24 hours ago and I just started crying out of nowhere. But oh. I realized that so many people feel this way during the holidays. Well, especially now because we can't be around friends and family and we do feel really lonely. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just was crying for like a whole day and I was like, maybe I need to go take medication. And I was like, no, it's just Christmas time and you're stuck at home. <laughs> you could also have a little eggnog that helps. I could also get drunk. Yes, it's always Roxy's, Roxy's fix. It's easy. It's easy. Well, I'm super excited today because I haven't well, I haven't seen these two people since uh-huh. pre-COVID in Germany. The last time I saw them was in Germany. Wow. So that was like the le- when you guys were on that trip, like yes. for the convention, right? Yes, yes. <gasps> wow. And uh, we had the best time. Um, uh-huh. So I am with Kimberly and Brant, who you might know them as like the most awesome couple ever. So Brant was on Pretty Little Liars and we were we were kind of together on the show, which oh, I've never talked to Kimberly. I've never talked to Kimberly about that. She's probably like, uh, that's kind of weird. You've like oh, kissed you my that? husband. You guys did it? On the show, yeah. On the She's show. like mad yeah, about it. Oh. oh, she was like, oh, like I don't know the. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that just came out just then. I was like, yeah, surprise. Two year relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but no, how, how were and Jenna dated? <laughs> how were how are the both of you kissing? Like, if you had yes, to rate each kiss. other, but, it's, rate but each again, other. but again, it's very normal. Like, it's very um, non-sexy kissing. Remember? <laughs> it's so robotic, almost. That's at a point. Terrible. It's <laughs> it's like put your lip up here. It's like. Up here. <laughs> So there was no tongue exchange. Remember? Oh we my God, about there was none. Roxy, no, there was none. And no one's ever done that to me ever, by the way. So um, that's because Good. I've never done me. that and no one's ever done that to me. So. <laughs> well, that was a really nice introduction. So hi guys. Welcome, nice to, see you welcome to Women on Top. Welcome to the show. Um, how are you guys feeling in quarantine right now? We're, um, you know, we work from home most of the time. Mm. So I feel like our day to day didn't really change all that much. We just, like you said, we can't go see people or go to the Mm. store ever. Mm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's been challenging, but moment to moment, it's actually been pretty fine. I mean, there's been some stress and some, some tears and some arguments. (laughs) From you, Brent, from you. Yes, every day. <laughs> it seems like you guys have been a little busy too because there's like a baby on board isn't there that's what i'm told <laughs> <laughs> yeah we are what, six months pregnant now we yeah. we are we we, we are, are six right. months pregnant mm-hmm. um yeah but there was you know our day-to-day was is pretty much 
not crazy different. We write mm-hmm. together, so mm-hmm. we write from home. But we have we've we've shot two movies since lockdown. So we've been traveling. We went to Louisiana in September. We, we were in Oklahoma for the whole month of October and right. and half of November. So mm. we have still been out and about, which is nerve wracking. Yeah, to be yeah you've been on the road a lot with your whole family, which has to be. Well, we just, we're, we're not like you guys who are actually being productive. We just uh, decided to run away <laughs> pretty much. That is productive though. Like we just decided one day we were like, you know what? We're miserable during this COVID <laughs> stuff. We need to get away from misery. So we are trying to create memories with our small children, but, um, but it's been, it's been an interesting nice. ride for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we were talking about how much more difficult this COVID travel would be if our baby was born already. So my <laughs> hat is off to you for taking care of two of them. So what was that like finding out you were pregnant? Was this something you guys kind of were working towards or was it a surprise in quarantine, like a quarantine baby? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was both. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I it know how both. it works, but surprise! <laughs> right, right. Who knew it actually worked? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? You never know. Yeah. I've We're- spent a lot of my life trying to make it not happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said, too. <laughs> you know, basically, we, we started not not trying and got pregnant really fast so that was part of why it was kind of the surprise which we're very grateful for that we were able to because i know a lot of people who have are struggling to conceive Mm -hmm. um but yeah it it just happened like yeah we were like we'll stop the birth control for a minute and then if it doesn't happen we'll wait a few months and wait for her sister's wedding to pass and we'll try and it just happened immediately oh yeah yeah my my sister's getting married uh, like a month after my due date. So mm. we're, we're going to have like a new, we were like, if we don't get pregnant right now, then we're just going to wait a few months and then we'll start trying a- again. It was just kind of a quick, but it just, yeah, it just happened yeah. very quickly. That's and I was way. sitting actually right here, right where I am right now when she told me. I thought you were about <laughs> to say you were sitting right there when you conceived. I'm like, thanks guys. Thanks, yeah. for the, <laughs> thanks for the information. I'm like, now I will always look at that couch very differently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So were you freaked out? Were you freaked out when you found out, or were you like elated? Like, what was the I reaction? I was freaked out at uh-huh. how little I was freaked out. Honestly, oh. if that makes any sense at all, it was. Okay. I'm I'm so excited, and it makes me it makes me feel like I'm insane how excited I am mm-hmm. because, like I said, I've spent so long avoiding this. <laughs> and it finally happened, and I'm like, I'm over the moon. Like, I can't wait. I'm so excited to meet this little guy. Aww. It's the best. It's the best feeling. <laughs> well, how do I put this? Um, the first baby, <laughs> the first baby is the best feeling because <laughs> it's like I'm so new to this and you don't know what to expect. And the thing that I wish that I had done, which is not like advice, because I think advice, like people hate to get advice. But I wished I had heard about all the things that could happen. So I was prepared. Like, I think Mm -hmm. the first, my first child, I was like, what do you mean I'm in a diaper for three weeks? Like, what do you mean? Like, I thought, I brought (laughs) sexy lingerie. This is a true story. I brought sexy lingerie (laughs) to the hospital. I got my hair and makeup done. My toes done, got waxed. I was like, I want to be waxed. I I don't know who's looking at that. By the end of it, I was like, the second baby, I think I was like, I hadn't washed my hair in three weeks. Because I was just like, it's not about that stuff. And I think I just wish that I had had more information Mm -hmm. so that I didn't think that what Mm -hmm. I was going through was abnormal. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. A lot of what I've been reading in the the baby book that Kim got me is uh, very surprising (laughs) information for me. I had no idea about this. Yeah. We're both reading different baby books right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's reading What to Expect When You're Expecting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's What to Expect During the First Year. Which is year. also a very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> what, oh, what to Expect During the First Year. Yeah, I think it's the sequel. Oh, oops. <laughs> and I'm reading, yeah, I'm reading Your Baby's First Years. So it's actually more about the mm-hmm. baby. We, But we're, we're signed up for some... Um, 
you know, birthing classes. But there isn't once a day where I don't come up to Kim and I'm like, Kim, did you know this about breast milk? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, this blew my mind. You know, it's so funny. We have all these books about like what to expect, you know, with the baby, like the first year, two years, however long. But there is not a book for parents. Like, like for the dad what, too. Yeah, right? for the dad too. Like what is going to happen to your body? Like how you're going to feel, That's how so your emotions true. are going to be, right? Like that yes, would be really helpful. Right. <laughs> I feel like I read books that were trying to be that, mm-hmm. but they're all like, they're all condescending. They're all like, Hey, so you're going to be a dad. That's going to fuck up your life irreparably. Right. It's right? Not. Your it's wife's amazing. probably going to get fat and that's cool. And I'm like, no, I'm not worried about this. I don't know why this is what you're leading with. Like tell yeah. me how to be a dad. <laughs> right. The only thing that I would say is like relationships in that first year suffer. So you have to be aware of each other mm-hmm. because what happens is there's a person, there's a new person that comes into the dynamic and that person takes up all your attention for both of you. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's those little things that like, you know, even though I've had two kids and my second kid, I told that to my husband, we still struggled that first year. I was still mm-hmm. like, do you see me? Do you notice me? Like, and he felt right. the same way. Like, do you hear me? Cause you know, your emotions go all over the place that you just start yelling at each other. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, we, maybe not everyone, maybe just me and Roxy, um, <laughs> but you just start yelling at each other. Cause you're so fucking tired. So you're yeah. just like, yeah, get me this, get me this. And you forget each other's part in the relationship that mm-hmm. I wish that I had known. Okay. Make sure that the foundation of our relationship is really strong. Go to therapy, make sure that you know what you're going to expect so that you guys are super solid or, Right. Me, like I was, we were super solid so that the other stuff you're able to navigate a lot mm-hmm. easier. I think there needs to be more focus on the relationship as well as the kid, for sure. Yeah, I would say I definitely let go of that for um, like the first, I'd say even month, two months, like right when you get home from the hospital. For me, that was like the hardest point because it's like, you know, you're sleep deprived. It's the hormones. I, you know, both Tamman and I had C-section. So it's like recovering from a major surgery. And I think that that was the thing that I fucked up the most was that I did not, I didn't communicate with my husband, you know? I kind of just exploded, you know, and just would like, you know, let the hormones take over and the lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. But that that is a good point, Tam. And it's like you have to make sure that foundation is strong before the baby comes even, you know. Right. No, that's really good to hear. Mm -hmm. We've actually been taking a lot of steps to try and prepare ourselves in that way. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like you mentioned, therapy and, Mm -hmm. uh, you Mm -hmm. know, reading the books and preparing ourselves Mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, but that's really good to keep in mind because I see how easily that would happen. Yes. Do you guys feel any bitterness towards the fact that maybe you're just more um, evolved than I am, but um, that you <laughs> got pregnant not. during <laughs> pregnant during COVID, so you've missed out on a lot of the things that are exciting when you're first time parents, like the baby showers or the mm-hmm. amount of people you can have for the baby showers and the appointments and all those things are kind of muted now Mm -hmm. because you're you're in COVID yeah um I guess kind of what bothers me the most is like my mom's not going to be able to be there Mm. which as you can tell affects me um because she lives in Ohio she's 2,000 miles away and she can't I mean she has pre-existing conditions there's no way she can get on a plane and come here right now Mm -hmm. uh so it's it's difficult for both of us knowing that you know, she's going to have a grandson that she just can't see. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's hard. So that's been. <laughs> and you, Kim, I know. I know. Didn't expect to get emotional about that. Oh, yeah. don't worry. We pull it out of you. You will it's have to get emotional at the end of the show. It it's- <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's the pregnancy hormones for Bran. Uh-huh. <laughs> my pregnancy hormones have just made me cry over when Postmates gets my food order wrong. Oh, my God. All I've cried over, really. Food. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. She handles everything else with grace and patience. And, <laughs> and God forbid, yeah, and God forbid, Brant, do not eat the last of anything. Because I know that set me off so bad when I was pregnant. My husband really? would come and like eat the last of the ice cream or whatever I wanted. And I lost my shit. I was oh, like, we're a little that. luckier. We, Kim and I can't eat like any of the same snacks. Oh. Here, like, <laughs> some dietary restrictions. So. Okay. Where we we <laughs> he, he did he did eat the last of the leftover gravy from Thanksgiving, oh, I and I specially made it oh. with all my dietary restrictions. Oh. 
And so it was a little heartbreaking when I couldn't have my leftovers. Uh, we're still working through it. Yeah. <laughs> my biggest meltdown through my first pregnancy, and I still remember, is my husband came home with the wrong cheese. They didn't have the right cheese. And I, 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 to, be, to be honest with you, it's actually the biggest meltdown I've ever had in my entire life. Like I, I sat on the floor and I, I hysterically sobbed. I could not catch my breath for about an hour and a half. Like that's how bad <laughs> that situation was. And that's what's so interesting about hormones and the strength of hormones about what they can do and what they can do during pregnancy and after. But it seems like Kim's got it together because yeah. I did yeah. not. <laughs> Kim in most situations to my amazement and, uh, and, it pleases me every time. She always has her shit together. <laughs> I, you know, I did a lot of like self reading, self help books in my mm. early twenties, and I feel like that mm -hmm. really helps with emotional stuff. So yeah, I haven't, knock on wood, so far felt m much of the emotional roller coaster that I was expecting to feel. Mm -hmm. Okay, but mm -hmm. probably once I'm not sleeping. Oh yeah, well, both of us yeah. are gonna fall apart. And postpartum, <laughs> you know, I have several friends who've dealt with postpartum depression. Mm. So who knows, mm. you know, if that's gonna be something that comes my way, yeah. you know, hopefully not, but I know how common it is. Mm -hmm. um, mm. But yeah, and, uh, back to the COVID situation and being mm. pregnant, Brant wasn't able to come to my to our first ultrasound, which is- mm. it's, uh, it's That's hard, yeah. So like I made a video for him and he was sitting in the car outside and, um, oh. but it was just hard that he, you know, of course wanted to be there. I want to be there for all for of it, all for of every them. single moment of it. <laughs> Luckily mm -hmm. there's been a few since then that are, we go to a different, um, specialized place for the HD ultrasounds. I have a student mm -hmm. who's a mm -hmm. trimester mm -hmm. and he's, he's allowed to come to that one. So he's yeah. been able to be there for that and um but you know we can't have a proper baby shower and mm -hmm, we can't yeah. we can't do all those things that we would normally do yeah uh, if it makes you feel better i never had one Oh, that's right. We never. We were going to do one for you, Tam, and right. Yeah, right. Roxy, where what was happened? it? Where was my freaking baby shower? Oh no, She's that's like, right. You're thinking of it. forgetting something. <laughs> knew that you had a baby. Yeah. I think you were like, oh, we'll have a post one. I'm like, that is not the same thing. A sipping that, as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know, got too overwhelmed by the whole. You know, I think it's it's overwhelming enough to go, oh fuck, I'm like, I'm literally producing a human, like there are ears in my stomach. Like there's an ears and a butt, yeah, eyes, things and like, like that too. I mean, it's like so there's weird. things in my stomach. Like that is enough stress for me to have to deal with doing a party. You know what I mean? Like, and just doing my hair and like looking good, doing my nails. That That is too much for me to handle. <laughs> you know, I'm maid of honor in my sister's wedding and she's getting, she's getting married. Mm -hmm. So it's, it, I feel like, you know, it's the same thing in that she can't have her like bridal shower or her yeah. bachelorette or all the things that we, you know, at least the way that we would have done it mm -hmm. any other year. Um, and so I don't know, we're, we're going to, tr we'll try and figure out some sort of maybe one of those people have been doing those drive by things. Maybe we'll mm -hmm. do that. We, we just honestly <laughs> sent our like Amazon baby registry to our families as when they were asking for Christmas. <laughs> list for like, help, us. help just, we don't need anything for us. Just like baby. Yeah, just baby stuff. So I know this the is baby a, that you can't see. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I know this is a lot to think about, and I'll start off by saying that I am a helicopter parent. I will uh, totally admit Are to you? that. I am Tam. I am like on it. Are like whenever like there's, psh, I'm, I'm bad. like the opposite. I'm like. Are well, you free range? Do you think free range? I was on a, I was on a phone range? call. I was on a phone call the other day, and I looked over, and my two year old was in the sink. I'm like standing in the sink, and I was like, Do I get off the call? Do I get my kid? I was like. She'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> she knows how to get out of the thing. It's so funny because have you guys even thought about that? Like, it will probably change anyway once your baby comes. But like, have you thought about like, are you going to be the kind of parent that's like on the baby, you know, kind of like how I am or more like laid back like Tamman is like more free range? Um, <laughs> I feel like. I'm going to sit in my coffee during that. <laughs> I actually, we, we, we we raised a puppy this year mm -hmm. um, from infancy. Um, I feel like we're pretty balanced. 
I feel like you're pretty balanced. <laughs> I feel like I, uh, as I've been working out with my therapist, I'm very critical of others and expect many things from people. So that I have That's to watch. That's an artist thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to watch myself uh, in my marriage too, but also, you know, with my kid especially because she knows how to deal with it and my kid won't. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, deal with it. Yeah, my perfectionism. <laughs> I think that is an, like, it's weird that you said that because the only thing I talk about in therapy is expectations, perfectionism. Mm. Um, and it might be a creative actor thing. I know Kim's also an actor, but maybe there's like a thing that happens to a lot more people in the creative side, which is mm. like, you know, you want to perform, but like, don't we want to perform because we also want the accolades too. It's funny because people go, oh, I want to perform because I want to give everything out to other people. But deep down, you also want people to think you're good. Don't you? You also want people to go, oh, yay, you're such a great actor. You did a great scene. Like you still want that accolade. So the perfectionism comes from the fact that like, well, if I'm not perfect, then I don't get the accolades. And if I don't get the accolades, then am I enough? It's like that whole spiral thing. It's like you need the approval. You need that approval, you know? Yeah. As my therapist actually put Mm -hmm. it the other day, uh, perfectionism is an avoidance strategy. And I never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a way of avoiding a possible outcome. Uh, Mm. And that gave me the exact look you have in your face right now. I was like. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of like procrastination a little bit, right? Like if you put something off, like, yeah. I need your therapist. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. She does cognitive behavioral therapy, which has oh. been honestly really good for me. Isn't that the one that Tori does too, Tamman? When we had Tori yes. on, she was talking about that as well. Yeah, that's great. yeah, that's something mm-hmm. that I've been working on. But when you have kids, it's really hard to spend a lot of time oh on your God, own I'm with sure. yourself. But but Brant, what do you sell? Like, because I we we spoke about this in in Germany a little bit, like you suffer from anxiety and stuff like that as well, right? Isn't that things that you, you're also Yeah, I on? went through, uh, I had a, a really bad experience on a film last year that led mm. to a pretty intense bout of depression, mm. uh, which goes hand in hand with anxiety, which I've always had a bit of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this year, I, I ended last year saying, I need a break. I need to take a break from performing and being on screen and being judged all the time. And then I got a nine month break with COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this this year, I've really been just trying to focus on getting back to mm. a place where I'm excited to perform again and excited to do those things. Did something happen on set that what you don't have to tell us the whole story or you can, but was I'm it, happy to talk about it. Please uh, do. I, there was I, a stunt that was poorly thought out. And I hesitate to say I almost died, but there was a situation in which I very easily could have. Mm. Uh, and it was all because these people were cutting corners. Of course. And then oh, the gosh. day after that, they wanted me to sign a piece of paper that absolved them of all the, the guilt. Uh, and that just led me down a dark path for a while. Mm. So, Did you sustain injury from it? Were you injured? No, it was a swimming scene. Um, and so mm. I, I, it was also October in mm. Vancouver. So the water was freezing cold. <sighs> Uh, so I got hypothermia and not not too much information, but I got out of the water and started violently throwing up and shaking. Oh and the director was like, well, I guess we're done for the day. Come back tomorrow. And I was like, I think I need to go to the hospital. Uh, and just nobody and they took care of me they in didn't any way. Have, you know, I did a movie where people were in the water and they had Navy SEALs with tanks underwater with you. Sure, you mm-hmm. saw the, the Warner Brothers lake is heated. Oh, I was pre- yeah, I was pregnant and they yeah. were like, you know, how many degrees can you, like I had to like test the degrees I was comfortable with before exactly. putting in there. They go much harder than they should because of all the variables that could happen. And these people thought of none of those things. And they were just like, fine, push them in the 40 degree water, it'll be fine. It'll be, you know, and then I just uh, was very afraid for a moment that I wasn't going to come back out of that lake. And the narrative is also that because you're a man, right, Mm -hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of things that I think we need to change in what we say about women and the narrative surrounding women, but also about men, that men are like, oh, you can handle it. You know, let's just throw you in 30 whatever degree Mm -hmm. water and like, you'll be fine. And it's like, no, like you're human. You know, it's not about men or women. It's like you're you're a human being. And I think sometimes on set we can feel really disposable. Mm, um, Yes. uh, Very replaceable. Mm. And when you come to terms with that, I think that's probably what maybe maybe I don't want to put words in your mouth. Maybe that's why you had that 
realization of like, you know, well, what is my worth around that time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really, uh, it really messed with my head quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I did, um, and it was kind of like you said, like I realized that I was buying into that whole masculinity thing. I was like, why can't I bounce back from this? Why am I mm. not strong enough to get out of this hole? Until I realized that I, it's not about strength or being a man, or it's, it's about owning up to what's going on in your head and mm-hmm. trying to come up with better ways of handling things. And to me, I thought, you know, uh, aggression is the way to get through most problems. Mm-hmm. So I'll just muscle right. through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was not the answer to this problem. <laughs> how, how did you resolve it? Like, did you end up you know, having to go back to set and what, what did, what was the outcome? I mean, I went like a, like a good little soldier. I went back to set mm-hmm. the next day and I finished the movie keeping one eye open the entire time. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it was, you know, it affected my performance because now I'm worried. I feel like all these people don't give a shit if I live or die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you lose which, trust, right? You trust lose trust. Yeah. I lost trust immediately with everyone there. I didn't trust anybody. Right. Uh, this happened on day three of the movie, so it wasn't a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I contacted my union and I had them do a safety audit and they went through the whole company and figured everything out. So I felt better about that. Mm-hmm. Kim was honestly the driving force in me, uh, sort of my recovery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was the was... one who was like, let's let's do this. Let's get on it and figure out what we need to do to make it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, he, I, you know, he was he was it it triggered something in him where Mm -hmm. emotionally he was struggling like daily Mm -hmm. struggling Mm -hmm. and he couldn't, he couldn't do auditions. He couldn't. I would get sent an audition and I would have a panic attack and I would be, I would be on the floor crying unconsolably. Mm. Uh, So I know that feeling, (laughs) you know, he couldn't, he couldn't run auditions with me. He, you know, like it was just, it was very, um, it was scary to see him going through that. I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, you know, this is something beyond what we can deal with Mm -hmm. just the two of us. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we need to get help. And, um, and one of the things that Brant actually sent me an article about like the limbic system and how you can, you know, a, a triggering event can, the same way you could break your arm, mm-hmm. you know, something in your brain can misfire. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he's, and I'm just, he's put in a lot of work and I'm very proud of him. Thank you. I think um, the thing, I guess, if there's any men listening who could take anything from this, uh, men are supposed to be strong. And that is the, the number one thing that we value in men is strength and the aggression and it, it, I felt like I wasn't strong enough to get out of it until I read this book. And it was like, no, depression is actually a symptom of being too strong for too long. Mm-hmm. It's not a symptom of being too weak. It's mm-hmm. that I've put everything I have into this for so long. And it was, it almost killed me. Yeah, it was that, it was kind of the trigger that, you know, got his limbic system malfunctioning which is you know it, it's like you're sick it's like you broke your arm and you need mm-hmm. you need to like do something to heal from that mm-hmm. but i was i was always the guy who was like oh we're going to the lake fuck yeah we're going to the lake <laughs> like we're gonna go race cars fuck yeah let's go race cars like i i was the guy who would do all the things mm-hmm. and this year of therapy has led me to take a step back and say you can hire a stunt double i'll hmm. be in my trailer Mm. So it's you're really showing your sorry your vulnerability at this point. You feel more comfortable showing like your vulnerability. Sure, and it's also yeah. it's it's about how I handle it. It's about getting the solution to the problem without fucking exploding. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, if I just told them, guys, I'm not going in that lake, and if you want me to, here's the number for my SAG rep. Mm. And just leave it at that mm-hmm. instead of going into the lake and almost dying. Yeah. Because uh, I knew it was going to be a problem from the start, but part of me was like, fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, like don't, mm-hmm. don't, don't cause a problem. Don't cause a rift. Don't. Yeah. I mean, it's funny when you talk about anxiety. I've, I had an incident when I was 25. So I've, so about 12 years now, I've suffered pretty extreme anxiety because um, mm-hmm. I told Roxy this, like I get these ocular migraines, but I lose my speech and my vision and my, um, my ability to like, 
know where I am. So it's like, it's kind of like a mini, mini stroke and it came out of nowhere and I was alone and I didn't know my name and I didn't know my husband's name. And I just said, I just fell on the floor to my neighbors and I said, help, but it didn't come out help because I couldn't make a sentence. It comes out like, uh, like help. So they got an ambulance. I was by myself and I've never really been the same since then. Um, oh. and those things happen also. It's like they happen every now and then. So once a year I get those mm-hmm. and I have to accept that, like not being in control. And that's the thing about anxiety too. <clears throat> you know, I would like go to Pretty Liars and I'd be like so worked mm. up just to drive there. Cause I was like, don't fuck up. Don't fuck up. Please. Can this not happen on set? I really don't want this to happen on set. Oh, and it's God, funny sure. because you think about like, I'm so anxious and you are so anxious or depressed or were Mm -hmm. because we're so worried about letting people down (laughs) and we're so worried of failing. That's what it's about. My migraines or ocular migraines. If I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. It's a really scary thing that happens once a year for 20 minutes, once a year, I'll get through it. Like Mm -hmm. if it happens on set, I'll just have to say like, I'll have a little sign and I'll give it to them saying I have an ocular migraine. I'm for 20 minutes to an hour. I'm, I'm kind of incapacitated. Like I can't, I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And you would, and they would probably be like, what would they say? On set, they'd be like, okay. Um, okay, guys, shutting, yeah, what are they going to do? But you feel like you're not worthy and you feel like you're a failure if you fuck up in any way. So that's mm-hmm. what you do is you get into the water and you say yes and you almost kill yourself. Yeah. Pretty so, much, yeah. I, did, I understand that very clearly. I'm sorry that you went through that or are going Oh, I still that do. Sounds, I mean, yeah. That sounds, I get migraines once in a while. They're nowhere near that and they debilitate yeah. me. So I can't imagine. I even thought before this podcast, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I know I, like Roxy's counting on me. Like, what happens if all of a sudden I get one and then I have to move every, I have to cancel. You don't want to be that person who's like, I'm so sorry. Because then people don't really believe you. It's like, I can't, I can't, <laughs> we have to move for now because I literally can't talk. They're just like, uh, so you have to make shit up and you have to be like, um, my kid got sick or whatever. It's like, why can't we just be honest with people and say, that we have everyone has a thing right Roxy yep. has a thing sure. has a thing everyone mm-hmm. has something that they're dealing with and if we were just more open about it we would feel less afraid to like to just be honest right yeah yeah I mean I think to your to your guys point too um when you guys were on PLL on Pretty Little Liars did you feel supported and taken care of in the way that maybe you didn't on that, the, you know, recent film set? Did you guys feel that like being taken care of? Yeah. I mean, to an extent, I mean, Pretty Little Liars is, you know, everything is above board and there is, you can, you can follow a chain of command and like Mm -hmm. everyone has a responsibility and like in a a low budget movie, it's like, okay, where's the safety officer and why Mm -hmm. is the medic the same guy who's doing the catering? Like that doesn't make sense to me. And then when I get hurt, he mm-hmm. can't offer me any help like a, a Navy SEAL on Pretty Little Liars would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's definitely a lot of that. Like a higher budget thing, I've never, I've never felt physically unsafe, but I felt several yeah. times on lower budget films. Like this is they not have more to lose. Me. Like that, that's yeah. what's so sad when we really think about it. The reason why we feel more safe is because they f- have more to lose because of the money. Right. Yeah. So if like brands on Prilla Liars yeah. or a bigger budget thing, like uh, 50 shades and like something happens that fucks mm-hmm. their day up. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like Their entire day is like a million dollars. So like they can't have that stuff happen. Yeah. But sometimes with lower budget stuff, they're just like, how can we do this for as cheap as we can so that, sure. you know, so that we can make the movie without having to spend more money. Exactly. And they don't want to hire stunt divers and a whole team and a safety officer and all these things if you know and it's not a big deal he'll just go in the lake it's fine yeah do you guys feel like you were emotionally taken care of on pretty little liars like that you know like that sort of i don't know if it's like a vibe or it's just you felt safe in that space tam and i'll let you leave with that one if you have an answer look and i don't know what brent feels about this but you Mm -hmm. know we weren't the main characters so mm. when you're not the main characters, there's different, there's different hierarchy. So I think sometimes when you're coming in and you're doing like, I think for me, I just went in and did my job and then went home. I'm the kind of person who loves to get in the muck. Like I like to get dirty. I like to hug you. I like to kiss you, not during COVID, obviously. Um, I want to be part of the group. I want to I want to go to the parties. I want to be invited to the parties, even if I don't go because I have social anxiety. I want to be invited to these parties. She I may or may be, not show up. Yeah, I might not show up because I'm stressed and nervous. But I want to be, I want to mm. feel like I'm part of the team. And sometimes mm. when you're not number one, number two, number three, number four, number five on this case, number six on the call sheet, 
you're not as part of that team. And so I feel like in that respects, I feel like I missed out a little bit of the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if Brent and I were number one and two on the call sheet and it was our show, mm-hmm. it would feel different. That mm-hmm. was the only thing that I, but I'm so grateful that I did. And I, I'm not saying that because I have to say it. I am grateful for the show because without the show, it ha- wouldn't have opened up so many doors and so many sure. things that I want to do in my creative <laughs> life. And I probably wouldn't have had my kids. You know, like I did that because of, I was, you know, I was able to financially because of Pretty Little Liars. So mm-hmm. there are things that you're, you're grateful for. And then there's things that obviously could have, could have felt a little different. Mm. Yeah. I think that was a, a really solid answer. I will say that, yes, to answer your question. Yeah. I, I felt emotionally mm-hmm. supported. I felt protected there. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was encouraged to try things every once in a while, but mm-hmm. to Tamman's point, the show is not about us fundamentally. Mm. So there would be points where I'm like, how did my character get from A to B here? I don't really understand. And the answer is, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. <laughs> the answer is, this the scene is about Lucy Hale. And right. it's not really about you at all. They're like, why am I standing yeah. working here? They're like, it just doesn't matter. Apparently time travel is a thing. I, went, I remember the, what was it, when we did the time jump, I had been off the show for like a season or something. And I came back to Marlene's office. And God bless Marlene. She's the nicest person. But I was yeah. just like, help me. I don't know what's going on. I don't, it's five years later now. What have I been yeah. doing? Why do I look the same? Why am I still 19? <laughs> well, uh, Brent, who are you closest to on the show? Like of the cast? Was it like the guys would all hang out together or were you, was it kind of mixed? Like, how'd you guys feel? Um, you know, I, 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 we never had any scenes together, but mm. we met at one of the photo shoots, uh, but Julian Morris ended up becoming I, a good I friend of mine and we haven't oh. seen each other in a very long time, but, uh, he became really close to me for a little while. I love Julian. He was literally today. Like, I need to see Julian. I was like, we can't oh, yeah. it's over. I need to call Julian. <laughs> Getting nostalgic with all the pr- pretty little liars. How about you, Tamman? Were you, who are you closest to? I don't think you ever told me. Well, Keegan and I in the beginning were really close. And mm-hmm. he even said that on the show. He was like, oh, I was like trying to like, I, I, what did he say? I can't remember. What did he say? He, said, he was like, I was like, we go to lunch all the time. Uh-huh. And then I was like, here's my husband. And then he stopped hanging out with me. <laughs> and I had no idea because I just thought like he knew I was married. And then I was like, oh, so I have no friends now. Um, but I, I, I really got on with like a lot of the ancillary characters. Like I love, I adore Vanessa. She was so amazing. She's and great. Tori and Brand mm-hmm. and, you know, oh, even Tori, Brandon. I adore Tori. Mm-hmm. Like all those kind of like uh, an- the characters on the periphery mm-hmm. were great because we would just come in and just like, you know, chat and, and that stuff. But I want to talk because we don't have that much time about relationships because, you know, you guys have a really strong relationship. You have a really strong foundation. Wait until you have a baby. Just yeah. <laughs> Wait till that foundation gets rocked. Start marriage counseling now. Um, just kidding. <laughs> we're still in it, Roxy. We're still in. It. I know. We're still. We're still in it. Fifteen years in. I know. Fifteen. Yeah, I'm. It's good to hear. Too. Yeah. Fifteen yes. years. Oh my god. No prenup. So I'm like, where are we gonna go? <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> um, so stuck. relationships. What? What is the fundamental? Like, what makes your relationship cohesive, and why does it work? Um, and like, what are your core values together? which is the reason why, you know, you're able to stay together. Mm. Um, you know, I, that's a good question. I think it's a, a big part of it is a willingness to work on things. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think where there, where I've seen a lot of issues are people who aren't willing to change or go to therapy or do, you know, yeah. do anything about making sure that your relationship is solid because things, you know, they're coming waves, things get thrown at you, things like, mm-hmm. you know, trigger depression, triggered depression. Which nobody having, saw coming, you know, yeah. we didn't expect that whatsoever. Having a baby, yeah. <laughs> COVID. Um, so I think your lives are ever evolving and changing. So the mm-hmm. ability to work as a team and evolve and change together is important. And one of the things that really was important with my relationship with brand specifically is that we have shared goals. Mm. You know, we, we've, from the beginning, we knew we both wanted to get married. We both knew we wanted to buy a house, have a family. 
um, you know, work in this industry. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we can really work as a team and we have things we're working toward all the time together, Mm -hmm. which I think is nice. Actually, um, you know, you know, Norman Buckley, right? Yes, adore him. One of one of my favorite directors of Pretty Little Liars. Hmm. Uh, we were both in Vancouver a few years ago at the same time when we got dinner. And he was telling me about how he and his late husband had gotten together. Hmm. Uh, Norman had asked him out and he was just, and David was the name. And he was just like, listen, I'm going to be really honest with you. These are the things that I'm not looking for. And these are the things that I'm looking for. And if you're on board for that, sure, we can go get dinner. And I was like, holy shit, you can just tell people what you yeah. want? <laughs> well, we play That's games, don't we? We play games, right? We sure and do. I, we absolutely, right? like, to me, as a as a 31-year-old man, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you just tell people. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. So when Kim and I got together, I knew pretty early that she was someone that I could see myself marrying. And I was like, all right, I have to approach this differently. Mm. Uh, and so before we got exclusive, I was just like, listen, I got to talk, which is probably a very abnormal thing for a 31 or two year old man to do. I was like, (laughs) let's have the talk. Is marriage something that you see in your future? Is our children something that you see in your future? Because Mm. I can't get into something serious at this age without knowing that that's a possibility. And I will tell you, I was in a seven and a half, eight year relationship before Brandt that Mm. ended about honestly, like three months before I met Brant, but that ended because my ex didn't want those things. He didn't want to get married. He didn't want mm-hmm. to have kids. That like wasn't on, you know, in his goal set, which is totally mm-hmm. fine. But that's one of those things you can't really compromise on. Mm-hmm. And so my rule to myself, cause I'm such a relationship woman. I was like, you are not allowed to get into an exclusive relationship with someone unless you know that they want the same, same. things that you want right. in the future. And so I was like in my car practicing, like, how do I approach this with this man I'm seeing? Because Brant made it very clear pretty early on. Like, I was like, he's moving towards the exclusive. Oh, yeah. I'm not playing games. Soon. Like, I was like, oh, this is this is different. This guy is not. He He's moving towards. He already told me he wasn't seeing anyone else. So I was like, how do I? <laughs> I pulled my cards way too early, didn't I? <laughs> it's the second like, date, Cam, and I'm not seeing anyone else. <laughs> so what's your ring size? Yeah, yeah right? But You're I like, was like still- how do I approach this without scaring him off? Because I was like, I've made this commitment to myself that this isn't going to, I'm going to have to have this conversation before we have, I agree to be exclusive with someone. And then I'm sitting there thinking about how to do it. And he brought it up to me. So. Isn't it isn't it interesting, though, that like we as women have that thought in our head? We're like, how do I not scare him off when I doubt that any man probably has that thought? You know, like, am I going to scare her off? Because it's like the automatic, I think, like response is, oh, she, you know, she wants this. She wants, you know, the commitment, which, of course, is true in many cases. But it's an interesting, like, um, like focus on just the mentality of it, you know? And goals are so important. Like if you, mm-hmm. so many people get into relationships and like you said, Kim, it's like you get seven years in, you go like, oh, you don't want kids. Like I've always wanted yeah. kids. Like how, I mean, that to me is, a, that is an absolute game. That, that's a deal breaker. Like if someone said that sure. they didn't want children, I'd always known I would have children. I thought I'd have four. Maybe I'm going to have to settle on two. Um, But it was really important to me to have a family. And, you know, so many people stay in relationships and then they Mm. don't know until the end of it that they're just on different paths. And so goals is such a great thing that you said because I even said to my husband recently, he's like, okay, so we're in a weird time right now. Like where do, do we want to go back to LA? Do we want to settle somewhere else? Like what kind of life do we want? We know we want to be in the business, but what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Do we want to spend more time doing our own stuff? Create, cause we work together, but my husband's about to direct two films. Like, what does that mean for like, are we coming with him? Do we, you know, there's so many things. And if you don't talk about those goals and one person is going to be frustrated mm-hmm. and they're going to feel not heard. And then that's when, you know, I think the friction starts is when, when you're not communicating and you're not talking about goals and, mm-hmm. and dreams and desires and, and, and working towards them. So I mm-hmm. think that that's a really big thing in relationships for sure. That's good to hear. We're actually uh, gearing up for a film that's gonna, that was supposed to be filmed next spring, but guess mm. what? We're having a baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they put, we're pushing it to the summer, but I'm, oh. like, I'm like, wow, how are we going to juggle? Uh, and I'm, we're, we're both writing this film and I'm going to direct it. So there's a lot. Amazing. 
Yeah. Going That's on. amazing. Um, yeah. I was, yeah, well, there, there was time. Originally, <laughs> and she was to I was going to star, but I don't mm. think there's any way with an, him <laughs> doing a full time directing. I, I'll be playing a hope, you know, I'll be playing, hopefully, they'll yeah. allow me to play the like <laughs> peripheral kind of, you know, secondary mm-hmm. fun female character that doesn't have to carry the movie. Right. Um, because we'll have, you know, potentially a four-month-old baby. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, good to know because we need to... We need I mean, to you can kind of do anything. I mean, when, when, I first had, when I first yeah. had Phoenix, she just came everywhere. She's, tra- she's traveled to like yeah. 20 countries. Like we just Did you take her, her on set? Did you take oh her on God, PL? Oh my God, I would like breastfeed yeah. and then like go and do a take and you really can that's do... I, I, I do believe that the first baby, you can <laughs> kind of do anything. You can kind of bring him. It's when they like start having their friends and their structure mm. and they need to be in school and like their emotional like right now I have to deal with my 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 seven-year-old's emotional well-being I don't have to do that with the yeah. baby the yeah, baby's right. like two years old she just cares about like getting into the sink and like putting permanent marker on her face like it's just it's a very different it's like you know you can do whatever you want you can just have a nanny on set and just breastfeed between takes or you can pump it's 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 stressful but mm. it's definitely doable you can do mm-hmm. anything yeah, that's that's good to hear. Yeah, because we're um, gonna be. Do- I mean, I I'll be doing like eighteen hour days. Yeah, yeah I mean, mm-hmm. he's di- he'll be d- directing full time. I think we may bring my mom or something or someone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. That's helpful. See where we're at with yeah. COVID, maybe yeah. I'll bring my sister <laughs> if it's too dangerous for my mom. But I'm you know feeling hopeful that maybe by then you know yeah. the older people will be able to have at least gotten their vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. When we were doing Fifty Shades, Jamie Dornan had his second mm-hmm. daughter weeks before we started filming. And I remember asking him how he was doing. He just went like, okay. Like, <laughs> 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 my my wife hates me, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sleep deprived, you know, the whole bit. Yeah. God, so <laughs> Jamie, if you're out there, kudos to you. Oh my God. But, but with Lennon, my, my husband went back to work. So he was, he was gone while I was seven, eight, nine months pregnant shooting in Oklahoma and wow. we had a flood. So I was like, literally had a flood in the house, had my first order, was pregnant with my second, had the C-section two days after the C-section, he went back to work and oh like, God. thank God, my only advice, and I just said, I wouldn't give you advice is get it. If you can get a night nurse, get a yes. fucking night nurse. Yes. Oh night my nurse God. Saves the so, day. People think, people think it's, I didn't have it with my first, had it with my second, mm-hmm. total game changer, postpartum really? depression with my first, did yeah. not have postpartum with my second. It's because <laughs> what happens with your baby is you watch them while they're sleeping. So you like never sleep with a, right. with it, with a night nurse, they give you the baby, you breastfeed, you go straight back to sleep for four hour increments. Yeah. So you can sleep for four hours breastfeed sleep for four hours yeah. when you don't have a night nurse you are breastfeeding and then you're like oh my god if the changing the diaper over, yeah, and the like yeah. flips over then like oh my god it means that they're not breathing and they're like it's not about right. like giving the baby mm-hmm. food it was a game changer i would never have another child this is just me ever without a night nurse never yes. yeah in four hours doesn't sound like a lot but yes yeah. oh, and good. i volunteered i mean insisted yeah my mom has, my mom has insisted so she, my, which we are at four we're not please. complaining my mom is in the bay area so she's up near san francisco so she, she can get here on a, on a five and a half hour six hour drive mm-hmm. versus you know unfortunately his mom has to get on a plane right. and, mm-hmm. and do more um to get here uh, but but also my my younger sister is getting married <laughs> too, so she'll be my mom's, and that's happening, you know, on my family's pro- property. So we have mm. we'll be juggling. <laughs> if anyone yes. can do it, you guys can. I feel yeah. I feel really. That's a nice vote of confidence. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> that's nice four, to hear. <laughs> four hours of sleep does not sound like a lot right now, but trust me, when you have a baby, as that is like golden. Like you've got four hours of sleep, you're like, oh my gosh. If you're not New waking person. up every, I mean, with Phoenix, I was waking up every 45 minutes and I started wow. like hallucinating. So like the fact that you get those four hours is so mm-hmm. doable. Once you've slept four hours straight, you're like, oh. you feel like you're, you're a like, new woman. Oh my God. You're like, I can do anything. <laughs> Kim's like, um, yeah. what? Four hours? <laughs> no, I think I read somewhere that three, it, it takes oh, a little over three hours for you to get that kind of restful Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. cycle. So that would make sense if you're able to get past that three hour mark, you can get that restful cycle mm-hmm. before you have to yes. wake up. Um, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so I'm sure that that's helpful, but yeah, we'll see. I'm, I remember when I got my first dog, my sister and I 
uh, adopted her together and we were living together at the time and neither of us were sleeping because we were crate training and she just cried all night long and I was I was very emotional. So um, it's like that, but just yeah. longer. Just yeah. like one year. Oh, but yeah, that's good. You had some training. Emotional. So good luck, yeah. Grant. At that point, I'm fine with the pregnancy hormones, but I will see how the sleep goes. We'll see what happens when we go off and direct a movie. <laughs> Leave you with the baby. I mean, I don't want to scare you, but you know what? I'm going to say the good things is that the first time you see your child, and I might make you cry again, Brant. Um, I'm already halfway there. You, the first time you see your child, no matter how the child comes out, Roxy and I were both in C-sections. I, It's like you have known them your whole life. It's like mm-hmm. they have, it's like you guys don't know your child, but when you see your child, you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, there mm-hmm. you are. Like, I, I remember uh. you. They've like walked with you your whole life. Like when I saw both my kids, I was like, oh yeah. Like that's, that's her, that's Mm. her, that's her. And I knew it wasn't like giving someone else's baby. It wasn't like someone else giving me a child that I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, this is right. This is. Tierman, we need to clarify really though, because your first go around, like she and I are, but I don't, I have one daughter, and um, you're hopped up well, after you have the C-section. Usually, you're hopped up on like morphine. Like I didn't take morphine. So I, <laughs> the, first time, the first time, well, the first time, the first time I did. Yes. yes the first time so did. the first time when they brought when you know they brought my daughter over, I was like. Yeah, she was kind you're of high. Just- <laughs> you're just but like, at some oh, point, she was like, oh, she's mine. She's walking right, me right, right. <laughs> When the morphine comes off, yeah. yeah when the drink really, comes I think as, as actors, so much of what we do is based on our imagination and trying to come mm-hmm. up with imaginary scenarios and then react to them. And I've tried to imagine this moment probably a million times, and mm. I just can't get it. Like, I can't picture it. And I think... Yeah. I think it's too big of a moment. I don't. I don't know how I'm going to feel when I actually see the child. So I, mm-hmm. it's, it's. I'm excited. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you will sob. Uncont- My husband's only sobbed three times in 15 years. One when we got married, which is a little strange because I was like, "That's a lot of crying." I'm like, "Are you? Are you happy you're getting married?" I'm like, mm, "That's like kind of like my life is over crying." Um, and then when we had both our children. Both mm-hmm. both times we had so Phoenix and Lennon, both the girls he cried and at our wedding. And that's kind oh, of it. I, like if you're if if that's all that he cries for, that's amazing. That's the most pivotal yeah, moments of your life. Worthy of crying for. Yeah. Uh, I'm I will cry at anything. I'm a crier. Uh, <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> uh when she showed me the the pregnancy test, I cried. Oh, <laughs> that's sweet. So I'm, I'm I'm all the way best. Yeah, he <laughs> he weeps through our wedding too. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I should probably cry a little more because these pictures are gonna look strange. <laughs> like, I was, I was like, ah, and I'm like, ah. I think it's also too. I was like, you're yeah. the most meaningful person in the world. To me. And she was like, I love you, Grant, and these are the reasons why. No, I had more emotion. <laughs> I'm kidding, but you were very poised. You know, but it's interesting because some people are happy criers, and then some are sad criers, and some are both. So, like for me, I didn't, I didn't cry at my wedding, like. I think I was like kind of, you know, I was happy. I was elated. But I think you kind of, you know, you can do either or. Right, Tam? I've never seen you cry, Roxy. You have (laughs) never seen me cry, have you? No, I probably made you cry, but I've seen you cry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. What are we what are we going to do? You got to make me cry. I don't know, but they, these guys Whoa. have to leave. So we, have to do a, we have to do a never have I ever. This has been a wonderful yes. chat. I really am yes. so Let's grateful that you've been open. I know, and... you guys are the best. Okay, let's do All this. Right. So never have I ever, you just say I have or I haven't. It's kind of mm-hmm. a weird response, right. but you got to be honest. We don't have to be. We'll never know. But... <laughs> <laughs> this just makes me nervous. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you go first, Roxy. Let okay. Me get it. Never have I ever wanted to kill each other in quarantine. Mm. Never. I have not. Wow. No, no big. You have not contemplated. Line, but never quite got there. <laughs> you have not contemplated homicide. Not yet. Okay. No. Quarantine's a... not over yet. I mean. <laughs> Wait, so then, no, my, then my question is never have I ever said something I wished I could take <gasps> back in quarantine. Oh, I've definitely done that. Hundred yeah. percent. I don't know if you have. I don't know if you I. You don't have. generally say things that you regret. I, no. I just. She's like, I mean every <laughs> one of them. <laughs> okay. Never have I ever lied to each other in the past week. 
I don't think I've ever lied to Kim once that wasn't about a Christmas present or a birthday present. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so no, actually. And I haven't lied about Christmas presents recently. So no, I don't think I have. Nope. And Kim, you're allowed same? to lie about Christmas presents. No. Nope. Yeah. It's, it's not it's really a, a lie. lie. Yeah, it's a good okay. lie. <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever. Mm. Okay, made. Well, this is for Kim. Made Brant sleep on the couch. <gasps> no, he did it the other. He did it like a couple weeks ago because <laughs> he was having trouble sleeping, and the dog was like farting and in the bedroom. When the dog a, farts, a, you can sleep on the couch. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> when your wife or your husband farts, you can sleep on the couch. It's okay. <laughs> and he was, and the dog was being loud, and Brant was just. I'm already a light sleeper, which is going to be great when the baby comes. Uh, we sleep in separate rooms. My, my husband sleeps with the kids so that I can sleep. And it's like, yeah. for, for a long time, I used to be like, oh, you don't love me. And then I thought, oh, my God, you so love me. He sleeps right. without children so that I can get eight hours of sleep. So, and he only gets like That's five nice. or six because oh, they, they get up at 545 and he works until 12. So he'll sleep with them till 545 and I wake up at 730. But um, everything that you've ever told me, or actually ever seen, yes, he's a saint and I'm an asshole. I get it. <laughs> he's like the greatest guy in the world. Good for you. You lucked out. I didn't mean you were an asshole, but he's a saint. Yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty true. I am an asshole, and he is a saint, pretty much. Okay, I got, I got a, I got a naughty one. A little naughty. Never have I ever been truthful to my spouse about the number of people I slept with before we got together. <laughs> We've never discussed. Neither of us have ever been truthful. Oh. See, we established that's not an important thing. Mm -hmm. um, I gosh, that was so are... important to me. I'm like, I need to know the names, the addresses. <laughs> <laughs> She's like doing drive-bys. <laughs> no, you know, we uh, we were both got tested and we're clean and we're and decided <laughs> that's good. that that didn't didn't matter to me. I don't care what that number is. Yeah. <gasps> uh, I assume it's not crazy high. But... She's like 624. <laughs> I'm sorry. We... This is, a, we're about to admit something, but we watch Love Island and like oh, the numbers oh. on that show, when they talk to numbers. I know, like, it's like some like, some 20 year old British man. He's like, oh, I've shagged 400 beds. Like, what? What? <laughs> what? What do you do all day? How? How do That's clearly what he does. Do? <laughs> I can still remember the names of every one of mine. You do, Tamman, you actually remember the There's names. There's a few murky ones. Like, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like, Jonathan. was that really sex? Or was that just like an accidental something? I don't know. There's about four that I'm like, mm, not even sure if I should count that. It's a confusing number, but I would say most of them. Name is Jonathan. Most of them. Jonathan, Jason, Jake, Jared, Jaren. I swear to God. All the J's. I don't even like J names that much. Um, yeah, and, and all of them were from Vine to Fairfax. The doors of, of all the bars. I just wanted to get into the bar. I thought that's how you had to in LA. Um, yeah, but I do, I do remember most of their names. And I would say 98% of them were terrible. So I don't know. I don't know. I Not would like surprising. to take ninety eight percent of that number away. I'd only like to count the ones that were like a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, many of mine were not the best experiences. <laughs> I remember one day. I remember when I was like, I hit my all time low. I think I was twenty one. I was four a.m. in the morning, and the reason I knew is because like I met this guy who I really liked. I'd known him sort of, but not really. And I went home from the bar, and I'd never done this. And I was like, it was. I, I, we had just slept together and I was like laying in his bed and I looked up and he had a flashing clock and it just said 4.01am 4.01am <laughs> and I thought that was the moment that I was like I must change my life this is not who I want to be and then, and then I met my husband like literally just after thank god because I don't even know what was happening I don't know how many more Jonathans were left in the city Tamman <laughs> I would definitely have found them um, if they were okay well ne last question or one or two and then we'll let you go okay um never oh never have i ever wanted to try kim's breast milk are you gonna try it oh this is actually i just read the chapter on breast milk the other day and i've decided that i am not curious <laughs> uh, it's it's not that I wouldn't. <laughs> I just don't have a desire to. No, you're not going to put it on your, fru uh, your Fruit Loops or your, yeah. your, your, morning, uh, your morning coffee. It doesn't disgust me, but it doesn't do anything for me either. 
if that mm. makes sense. It just like, tastes I'm like it just tastes sweet. It tastes like sugar water. Sugar water, yeah. yeah. It's right. like yeah. The, my husband. My husband did try my breast milk. He did, and yeah. he. Yeah. I think he was just like curious about it. Like he was just kind of like what does it taste like? And like, what are you know, like what's all the hype about? You know, I tried so, mine. You tried it. You drank it. I'll probably try Roxy, it. Your husband tried it and you haven't no. tried your own breast milk. No. <laughs> you fed I your child that for a year. <laughs> yeah. How did you not just like touch it on your nipple it. and just be like, Oh, okay. That's what it tastes like. I don't know. I think I'm kind of like brand like that. I'm like, man, doesn't really interest me, but like it doesn't disgust me. I didn't think me. about it. No. Yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't, I don't think it's. I'm, I'm curious to know what it tastes like, but it's not something I'm like. I've been th- excited to do. But now that we're trying out some recipes. It, and- <laughs> now that we're talking about it, I am like, oh, okay. It's so strange. We we literally drink milk, breast milk from cows, and we mm-hmm. don't even think about it. Like. We're fine with that. We're like, oh, a cow's breast milk. We're fine. We'll make it into a smoothie. <laughs> but like our own breast milk, we're like, ew, that's gross. <laughs> that is really weird. It is weird. You're like never having cows milk ever again. I'm away right now. Roxy, last one. Last okay. one. Never have I ever. Ooh. <laughs> never have I ever. Let me get a good one. I'm like, hmm. Oh, never have I ever gone to sleep mad at one another. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah, we definitely have. Okay, so you put, <laughs> you, you just like the rule. <laughs> yeah. Don't go to sleep mad. That's what I say. Go to sleep angry. But Tamman has to resolve it. No, like, the right rule away. is go to sleep not angry, Roxy. It's not. <laughs> it's go to sleep angry. Exactly like, that's something. the rule. Go to sleep angry. I'm like, no, it's the opposite. You're not supposed to go to sleep angry. <laughs> You, are, I, you have touched on something in our relationship just now. No, I actually, it was, that was, I came into this relationship like, mm. we need to talk it out. We need to resolve everything. We're not going to go to sleep angry. Um, but Brant, this was, this is actually one of the things within our relationship that we have to work a lot on is he mm. needs his space. He mm. needs to be left alone. In yeah, order I get to angry and I go away for eight hours. And so that's- my husband does, into a hole. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's not the most helpful coping mechanism. <laughs> well, I'm like, something's wrong. Let's fix it right now yeah. and mm-hmm. like move on. Um, Which so, is a far healthier way, I think, of, of trying to deal with it. Thanks for realizing that. No, um, <laughs> a breakthrough. But yeah, so we've kind of, I've, I've had to learn, I've had to learn to, okay, it's okay. We need to go to sleep because it's not going to be productive trying yeah. Trying to talk this out with him mm. when he's angry, he needs to cool down before anything productive is going to happen. Um, and more often than not, I'll come up the next day or a few hours later and I'll be like, I'm sorry, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had time to internalize it and yeah. process it. Uh, I'm trying, this is something I've been working on a lot this year, is shortening that time. Yes. <laughs> where I like get mad, yes. give myself a few minutes, and then come back and say, okay. Mm that upset me and here's why and we'll figure it out. You know why it's hard right. when men shut down is because women feel shut out and then what they do when they feel shut out is they feel scared and then when they feel scared they get heightened and then when they get heightened yes. men shut down more. So it's like mm-hmm. this cycle of like, you know, my husband and I used to do run chase, run chase, run chase. Right. I shut down he run, run and no one gets mad. what they want. Mm-hmm. So what has to happen is like, you know, I or Kim has to give a little bit of space, but then mm-hmm. the man has to also like you said you can't shut someone out. You can't be like, I love you so much. I'm here for you, but I'm going to shut you out for a day. Like that's, un- that's, that's just as abusive. It's not abusive. It's sort of, it's like emotionally it abusive as, as yelling at someone. And it's mm-hmm. funny because people who think, well, uh, me being quiet is not as bad as yelling, but it absolutely is. It makes the other person scared. So it's yes. like to not do both of those things is how, you know, to like try to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, when I, I, I learned that when I would try to, talk to him or like fix it right away he would just get mad at me Mm. or like it would it would elevate it it would take longer for Mm -hmm. him to cool off Mm -hmm. and be able to talk to me because we've we've now uh you know we've now heightened the situation because I I was at him, you know, mm-hmm. trying to like yeah. talk with him about it. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a, always a learning sure. in and relationships. I've learned over so. the years that if I need to go shut myself out for a minute, 
if I just give her a little bit of comfort first and say, look, this isn't about you. This is something that's going on with me. Mm -hmm. Please don't take this offensively, but I need to go away for a minute. Mm -hmm. That helps a lot. Uh, and so you have kids like, and you're like, there's nowhere to go. You know, and you're in quarantine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, meeting excuse each me, other's I need to leave. And she's bit. like, no, you don't. We have a newborn yeah, exactly. baby. You fucking get back here right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a thing, too. That's like the thing, too, with dads. I noticed, like, my husband, after, we, you know, I had the C-section on Thursday. He was back at work on Monday. And, you know, wow. like, part of, like, work in his business could because it is very social. He's an events producer, so it's, like, going to dinner with clients and, like, going for drinks and, like, doing all that thing. Thing. And he, it was almost like he had like a normal life pretty quickly, right. like right. right away, you know, which is interesting because that I definitely did not have a normal life right oh, away. That's got to be an interesting. Did you feel thing. resentful? I yeah. did. It did. And it, <laughs> yes. And he. Why did you have the C-section? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, Let me why show did you, you what it's like? <laughs> yes. And I took it out Sit on down. him. Yes. I took it out on him. I took it out on my mom who was like there helping us, like visiting from Texas, like just just like you know you just like unleash almost you know so there's that you just have to give yourself grace mm-hmm. like as new parents all if i just look if i could look back seven years ago it's different with a second because you're like fuck it you're like i don't care if i eat cereal only for two weeks like i don't care mm-hmm. like the second you just give yourself more grace <laughs> but the first one i just wish that i looked back and i was like Tamon, why were you so hard on yourself? Mm. No one, no one is, no one is succeeding at this. No one is perfect. No one is coming out unscathed. It's, it's tough and it's beautiful and it's messy and it's exhilarating and it's love. It's, it's the most incredible love you'll ever have, but it's fucking Mm. hard. And if I just look back and I was just like, give yourself grace. You feel like shit. You look like shit. Your body feels shit. It's okay. Like it'll get better. It might not go back completely, but it'll get better. You know, it's just like, you just don't know. And I think just giving each other grace, giving mm. yourself grace um, right. is like just an important thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Really beautiful. That, that is beautiful. Yes. I don't grace. know if you hear our dog snoring in the background. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if you hear my husband snoring in the back, but my husband's right there snoring. <laughs> He's been snoring this entire time, so I, I just wanted to put that. Yeah, in it. case you hear the, the snoring <laughs> present throughout this whole episode, that's going to be the dog. He's right it's, here. Yeah. It's uh, better snoring. than farting, right? It's better than farting. Well, he does both quite often. <laughs> I'm just glad my kids haven't been naked in the background of this. <laughs> See, that's a minor miracle right there. Yeah, I can't believe they've actually shut up this whole time. Well, thanks guys so Thank much. You. We are so grateful us. to have you. Such a nice lovely time. You, and it's nice to meet you, Roxy. Nice to meet you guys too. And guys, you need to rate, subscribe, follow, or we'll find you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. You Jenna and we will, will find die. you. <laughs> <laughs> you we are, oh, we yes. Are, in case you didn't yes. notice, and I brought my appropriate. Oh, today. nice. The that one that we have to hand wash because it's so sentimentally important to me. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and where can where can everyone find you? What's going on? Yeah, where can people find you? Uh, you can find us online uh, at Kim Doherty at Brant Doherty at Kim Doherty underscore sorry, Kim Doherty <laughs> underscore. Um, we have a movie that we wrote, produced, and starred in called A Christmas Movie Christmas. Mm. It is, if you can't tell, a Christmas film, yeah. and uh, it is available on Hulu right now. So oh, if you yeah. want to see oh, yeah. the both of us falling in love slowly on camera, so that's cute. the place to do it. And you can love actually tongue kiss each other. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you actually said I've no, you go you said you no, said no. I've never tongue kissed anyone on camera but now you can because it's your yeah, wife yeah i can we actually didn't in the movie because again christmas movie but mm. <laughs> yeah, very, very sweet and meta and wholesome yes, yes. no tongues out. in in christmas movies right <laughs> <laughs> no tongues for Christmas. And you guys can find us on Women on Top Official on Instagram. And Women on Top Podcast on Facebook. And I am Tamin Sursak. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are Women on, on Top. top. Oh. <laughs> 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 